a great one. Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Leave it to Beaver. uh there's some classic lines from uh leave it to beaver and uh we reported yesterday that uh tony dow was facebook dead earlier this week and not officially dead however yesterday he did officially he passed away yeah so now he's 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 facebook dead and he's really dead Mm, okay passed away at 77 um he was back in may um Diagnosed with bladder cancer and prostate cancer, and uh, passed away officially as of yesterday at home. He had been home at on uh, hospice, and that's Wally Cleaver. Yes. Um, I one thing that I didn't recognize um, originally in the uh, six episodes beginning in 1965. That's when this uh, began. Tony would uh, return years later for a reboot of uh, when you know Wally and him were grown up mm-hmm. leave it to beaver season one wally was in eighth grade beaver was in second sixth grades difference but by the sixth season beaver was in eighth grade and wally graduated high school so <laughs> that would so mean, wally got held back huh? yeah wally either got <laughs> held back or maybe um maybe the beav got um advanced i don't think so he didn't mm. seem like he was that smart on the show though so my guess is well, plus the they, same, held, they held Wally He back. had the, the same classmates the entire time. Yeah. <laughs> good point. That's a very good point. Everybody got held back in Wally's class. Mm, so there we go. <laughs> uh, other things uh, happening this morning. You heard right there talking about uh, gas prices. Um, I believe gas prices, the average gas price, in the Treasure Valley has now Treasure Valley has now fallen below five dollars. Well, I know that there are stations where it's under. Five dollars. The the first one I passed this morning, it said four ninety nine, and I thought, well, I guess that's something. Every one I passed this morning was four ninety nine, and I, I know that places like Costco, um, there are some of the Albertsons that have uh, been below five dollars for uh, a week or now. And we were asked, we were back uh, last week. Remember, sixty seven cents a gallon off of gas at uh, Fast Eddie's in uh, Meridian. Got it and, down to 447 Yeah, uh, we talked uh, with uh, Steve Eddie last week, and Steve Eddie even last week said, based on what was happening with gas prices, he said they were changing almost every single day. So we could go Sometimes tomorrow. Sometimes twice a day. Oh, we could go tomorrow. It was 514 though, in yeah, the morning. Yeah, and uh, he said, then he goes, by August 1st, he goes, everybody's going to be below $5 a gallon. And I said, Really? He goes, yeah. Oh, he goes, based on what's going on right now, he goes, gas prices changing every day. He goes, yeah, by by August 1st. And it looks like that that's going to come to fruition because we're not even to August 1st and pretty much all the Treasure Valley, which in the state of Idaho, most pretty much most expensive gas for the largest population in Idaho, 
Um, so most of the Treasure Valley now is below $5 a gallon. If you're paying over $5 a gallon, you're paying too much right now. I, I wonder who remembers gas wars, you know, when a, a couple of competing stations would suddenly start lowering that, the prices. 25 until, years ago? Well, it's more than that. Was it more than that? I, 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 I do remember I, it. The last time I remember being a gas war was probably about 1970. And, oh, I remember, um, it's, yeah, I remember here in the 90s, when, here in uh, Boise. I think at the time it was about fifty cents a gallon, and you know a couple of stations got it down to twenty nine cents because they were fighting each other. Yeah, there, I remember it here in the nineties uh, um, that there'd be two or three stations competing with each other. You know that would be located within uh, a couple of miles of each other, mm-hmm. and one would lower their gas price, the other one would lower it a penny lower than that, and then right. the other one would lower it a penny, and they would keep fighting, and all of a sudden it's like. Holy crap, this is 50 cents cheaper than any place else in, in Boise that I can get gas. And it, it would last for a couple of days because they were just trying to get people into mm-hmm. their gas station. And they were, you know, convenience stores on top of that, obviously, so that they could make money doing, uh, selling all their other stuff. Oh, I hearken back to the days. I wish they would start doing that again. Anybody out there listening that owns a gas station? You want to start gas wars? Um, I promise that we'll give you all sorts of publicity. <laughs> I promise. Uh, hot weather uh, continues. Uh, we're in a, an extreme heat advisory, and this is going to go mm-hmm. on through uh, at least this weekend. It was warm yesterday. However, I, I played golf yesterday afternoon, so I was really going, oh, my gosh, this is going to be miserable. Um, but there, and, and the wind is still blowing this morning. Uh, there was a breeze yesterday afternoon, and even though when I got in my car to uh, head home yesterday afternoon about 5 o'clock, the uh, temperature uh, said it was about 106. I don't know if that was the official wow. high. Um, but it didn't feel like 106 because of that 10 to 15 mile an hour breeze. So, you know, it was it was keeping you a little bit more cool. because so it felt usually, low, low 90s to you. Yeah, I, All right. I don't play golf when it's 106 so i don't know what got in me yesterday but i did and and i was glad that i did because it pleasantly surprised it didn't feel that hot um records are being set uh in oregon this week and we told you because it hits there before it hits us we've got a huge heat dome over all the pacific northwest um new records in uh, portland on tuesday which was expected to be the hottest day of this heat spell um, but they set a new record at 102 degrees in Portland, which Portland is one of those <laughs> cities that almost never, ever gets under uh, yeah. over 100 degrees. Seattle also reported a new record, uh, daily high for that date of 94 degrees on Tuesday. The previous record was 92 for that date back in 2018. Oregon Governor Kate Brown also declared a state of emergency uh, yesterday across much of the state. Warning the extreme temperatures may cause utility outages and transportation disruptions. Portland officials have opened cooling centers in public buildings and installed misting stations in their public parks. And uh, TriMet, which offers public transportation in the Portland metropolitan area, also allowing passengers who cannot afford fares to ride for free, um, either to get air conditioning in their, in their TriMet or if they're on their way to cooling centers. I am glad that uh, we have avoided power outages for the most part. Uh, it, it, I, I can only speak, I guess, from my own house, but we haven't had a power outage during this entire heat wave. Yeah. I I, I don't know if you do. Um, I, I, I had signed up uh, for, and I can't remember what Idaho Power calls it, but 
Uh, Level pay? It, no, it's <laughs> during. I wish I'd signed up for that, and I wouldn't have had mm-hmm. a $500 uh, payment last month. But they have a thing where in August, uh, July, August, is it? I think it's July, August, September, where you can get a whole $5 off your bill as a credit if you agree to, um, they put a limiter on your air conditioning system, and it shuts off your air conditioning oh. system during high periods for no, two would, hours uh, in the afternoon. I would uh, probably have to kill someone. It, it's only two hours, and usually, you know, I don't notice it that much, other than the fact that if I am outside working and want to come in and cool down, it's like, why isn't my air con? Oh, yeah, yeah exactly. that's right. I'm signed up uh, for it. And you have to go yeah, sit in the refrigerator. So it usually gets to a, a whopping, um, you know, 72 degrees, which, you know, for you and I is ridiculous. Oh, well, yeah. It's, that's gravy-inducing for me. Phone lines are open again this morning. It is Thursday underway. Don't forget, uh, we have concert tickets to give away this morning. Flogging Molly, one of the uh, concert tickets, a uh, pair of concert tickets that you can get on sale right now for $20 a piece if you buy four of them. We've got them for free, so be listening in. And right. again, and again, that is a musical act. Yes. Those of you who don't know. Uh, right now, time for a check on what's going on with sports. This morning, brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli, Meridian, and in East Boise. Check out their menu, fatguysfreshdeli.com. Good morning. We'll start with some big news for Boise State men's basketball as head coach Leon Rice is going to stick around with the university for a while. Leon Rice has a new five-year contract getting a $150,000 raise for the coming season. That'll take his salary to 900000 for the year, and he'll receive a $50,000 raise in each of the next four years of the contract. He has been at the helm of the Bronco program for the last 12 seasons and has nine 20-win years, including last year's school record 27 and a Mountain West regular season and tournament championship, plus a trip to the NCAA tournament. Rice has 10 players back for this coming year. Bob Beeler, News Talk KBOI. And some other news involving the Boise State men's basketball team. They announced that they're going to take on Charlotte in the opening round of the fourth annual Myrtle Beach Invitational. It's an ESPN events tournament, and it will be taking place, oh, let's see, November 17th is the day of the tournament, or the First day of the tournament, it'll go a couple of days. Second round of games takes place the following day, November 18th. Final day of the tournament is set for November 20th. All of those games will be televised across ESPN networks, and that includes the first game. The Broncos game against Charlotte will tip off at 5 p.m. Mountain Time. First two meetings ever between these two programs, and it'll be on ESPN News. I'm Rick Worthington. Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. If you want to get through and be a part of the show, please do so. 1-800-529-5264. That's toll-free. You can also email Chris at KBOI.com, Mike at KBOI.com. Stock market was up uh, yesterday. Looks like we could be starting on the downside. We're down uh, 63 points as of now on the Dow, uh, as far as the futures are concerned, a little over an hour from the uh, opening. Uh, However, it looked like the uh, stock market liked the fact that the uh, Fed, who uh, increased rates yesterday by 75 basis points, um, that's pretty much what they were expecting. So stock market reacted accordingly and uh the stock market uh went up. We'll talk with Jeremiah Bates coming up here in about 40 minutes about what that uh interest rate rise means other than the fact that, you know, the uh, Fed is trying to slow down inflation, but what does it mean for the average person? 
is it good news? Is it bad news? Um, and and <laughs> the other thing uh, we continue to see is the uh, administration, Biden administration, saying even though we might be in a recession, which we'll find out today, mm-hmm. if the GDP was down uh, again uh, last quarter, that will mean two consecutive quarters of negative GDP growth, which, which is a recession. Yeah, which basically has been the definition of a recession for decades. Um, but the Biden administration says, even though we're in a recession, yeah. we're not in a re- recession. Again, like the Monty Python argument clinic. It's a recession. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. No, it isn't. My question would be, I, I, and granted, I know this is political because we have midterm elections coming up, um, but if uh, President Trump had won the election, uh, would we be in a recession? My guess would be, yeah, probably. <laughs> um, it, it's just interesting. That it, it just depends on, you know, and, and they knew that they probably already know with the report coming out today, they've already got the report previous saying, hey, we are going to officially be down for the second straight quarter, which everybody's going to be calling a recession. But, mm. you know, if we want to have help in the midterms, we got to figure out a different way to uh, spin this. So spin doctors have let's, been spinning all week. Let's, let's make it sound happy and just call it recess. <laughs> Yay, recess. We'll talk a little bit more. Uh, yesterday we had a great conversation uh, over the last hour of our show, um, and, and a lot of people calling in, too, um, talking about how Idaho differs from Vancouver, B.C. in dealing with fentanyl. Idaho getting a, a million dollars, yeah. a, a billion dollars, sorry. Their, their their thing was weaning people off of it. I think ours is just locking them up. Yeah, stop, stop doing whatever we can to right. stop it. Um, got a, a lot of great calls in. We're going to talk a little bit more about this and, and how it ties into immigration. Candy County Sheriff Kieran Donahue was on Fox & Friends yesterday. I learned a, a little bit from him. I didn't know that uh, he had uh, Mexican drug cartel members tried to kidnap his 16-year-old daughter years ago. Yeah, that's, that's one that apparently... Uh, missed me as well. Yeah. So we'll talk a little bit about that coming up here this morning. If you want to weigh in, please feel free to give us a call or email. Tonight at 10, it's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 642. Um, This is kind of cool news, and I I apologize that uh, we missed this kind of and didn't talk about it. The uh, Tour de France um, just got finished up this past weekend, um, and 150 of the best cyclists in the world compete in this every year. And a Boise High grad just completed the three-week tour. The uh, graduate, 23-year-old Matteo Jorgensen, took fourth uh, in stage 10, fifth in stage 13, fourth in stage 16, and that was after crashing with an injury and having to get stitches. Mm. At the end of June, Jorgensen's mother said that her son's goal was not to win the Tour de France this year, but to be a supporter of one of his teammates, uh, Enric Moss, who had been identified as the team's best chance of completing the Tour um, to win. And it's common practice in cycling, if you if you watch it, that how, whoever you are, despite um, how good you are, if the team picks, it's it's a team sport, even though it's individual is what I'm trying to say. So your team is trying to help the person that the team right. has decided it has the best chance to win, and that's that's what he was trying to do. However, um, Jorgensen finished in the top five in three races during his climb to the Tour. 
Uh, he was the number one U.S. racer. He finished first, even though he was there just to support <laughs> the uh, person, Enric Moss. Jorgensen finished first on the team and finished 21st overall in the Tour de France this year. Which is, is not bad. That's not only not bad, that's really, really good. Yeah. Um, this is his first Tour de France. He'll be, he said he'll be back. My guess is in the next Tour de France, maybe uh, the team will be supporting him instead. That, yeah, that would be my guess. Why don't they, they you know, rally behind uh, their actual yeah. scorer? Anyway, um, that's kind of cool. Also, one other thing to mention, if you're looking for something to do this weekend uh, and it's free and you'd like to do this as a family, this is kind of a cool thing. Um, the Sandlot, you know that movie. You're killing me, Smalls. Yeah, yeah. Just a fantastic movie, by the way. Um, they're going to be showing the Sandlot at Albertson Stadium on the Blue, six p.m. tomorrow night. Admission is free, and it's hosted by Boise State University student uh, athletes. Movie starts at seven o'clock. Um, but like I said, if you're looking for something fun to do as a family, mm-hmm. and you don't very often be able to get to watch, you know, movies at Boise State University on the blue. So this is kind of a unique thing. You don't yeah, very was, often get to even just go down the field uh, if you want. I was, I was thinking uh, up till now in my life, I've never watched a movie on the blue turf. Yeah. So once again, going on uh, admission and parking are free. Uh, it opens up at 6 o'clock. Fam- Family-friendly activities uh, on the blue, hosted by Boise State University athlete uh, students. So if you have um, something you want to do tomorrow night, man, it's going to be a little bit warm. But by 6 o'clock, uh, shades should start becoming announced, and mm-hmm. the sun should be setting behind the stadium. Eventually. Yeah. KBOI News Time, 645. Time for another check on sports. This morning brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli in Meridian and East Boise. Get in today. Find out why Fat Guys Fresh Deli and their fat sandwiches. Never trust a skinny sandwich, by the way. Um, why they have been rated number one deli in the state of Idaho. Good morning. Some Major League Baseball news for you today. As the New York Yankees have got another big piece, they hope to go towards a championship season. They made the first of what could be a flurry of moves ahead of next week's trade deadline as they acquired all-star outfielder Andrew Benedetti from the Kansas City Royals. The Yankees are sending three minor league pitching prospects to the Royals in exchange for Benedetti. They send Beck Way, Chandler Chaplin, and TJ Sikama. The left-handed hitting Benedetti, though, was named to his first MLB All-Star game this season. And for good reason, he's batting 320 with just three home runs and 39 RBIs. But he is hitting extremely well and... Of course, when you've got Joey Gallo hitting just 161 with 103 strikeouts, you might need another outfielder. New York has increasingly used Matt Carpenter in the outfield, but he hasn't played since 2014, so Benedetti comes in. And Aaron Boone said, that's okay. We like what we get with this guy. Benedetti's a great hitter. Gets on base at a really high clip, hits from the left side, so yeah, gives you some balance. And he said that balance is what you look for. That's another really good big league hitter to add to the mix that's going to lengthen out a lineup and potentially give you that balance you look for. Yeah, the Yankees making all-in moves to try and get another championship to their already impressive resume. Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 
Phone lines open, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. You might want to uh, keep those in mind. Or if you'd like to set your speed dial, uh, go ahead and do that. We have concert tickets coming up. Live Nation um, at the Ford uh, Idaho Center. Flogging Molly is going to be there coming up here uh, in next month. And if you'd like to go see them in concert, keep your uh, phone numbers handy because we have a chance for you to win those tickets coming up here on the way before 10 o'clock this morning. Also, uh, we will have a $50 gift certificate to give away to the Barrel House Pub and Grill in Garden City. Chance for you to do that with our Casper and Chris damn near impossible question brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services Silverhawk Realty. Home prices are, are falling. Interest rates, though, are going up. What does that mean to you? Why don't you call today at uh, Berkshire Hathaway Home Services Silverhawk Realty. Find out what it does mean uh, as your purchasing power changes when it comes to buying a home. 208-888-4128. Our question today, toilet paper, uh, you probably notice, uh, most of the times is white. That's because toilet paper companies bleach their toilet paper. But they don't bleach their toilet paper to make the toilet toilet paper white. That's just a byproduct. There's a specific reason why they bleach their toilet paper. Your question today is, what is that reason? If you know the answer, matter of fact, there's there's two reasons. All right, there's two reasons. Um, if you know what those two reasons are, stick around. Coming up after eight o'clock, you have a chance to win that fifty dollars gift certificate to Barrel House Pub and Grill. Don't forget that is also our sweet deal of the week this uh, week. Nine o'clock tomorrow morning. That goes on sale at kboi.com. Just click on the sweet deal link, and you can get it for half price. Download the 670-KBOI app for your smartphone for free. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. The Merchant of Death. (laughs) I thought you were going to say Venice. Victor Boot. Russian's arm dealer is known as the Merchant of Death, Mm -hmm. currently serving a 25-year prison sentence in the United States on charges of conspiring to kill Americans, acquire and export anti-aircraft missiles, and provide material support to terrorist organizations. And we'd like to trade him for a WNBA player. There you go. Yeah. Um, a WNBA player who is uh, not nicknamed the Merchant of Death and who is currently in uh, Russia being held on charges of having um, a... This would be the Merchant of THC Vaping. Having a vape pen that had remnants of uh, weed in the uh, vape pen. Not, not even a bag of weed, anything like that. Just a, a vape pen that had weed. remnants of, of weed in it. Weed concentrate. Uh, included in this potential swap because, you know, when you're, when you're wanting to trade the merchant of death for a WNBA basketball player, uh, you're probably going to either have to pick up um, their contract of somebody else yeah, or, 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 or add I'm, another player to be named later or yeah, or current player. Or a, a prisoner to be named later would be good. Yeah, uh, U.S. Marine Paul Whelan. Um, is also included in that, who is also being held in Russia. Well, I think we should get you know the Marine back, too. My question is, I mean, here you have somebody who is accused of killing Americans, mm-hmm. all right? Is this something we should be doing? Trading uh, him back to Russia? Mm-hmm. Uh, if it becomes a necessity, like, for instance... 
you know, well, we, what we're trying to do is a good thing. We're trying to get American citizens who are detained in Russia back to the United States. And if this is the only way to do it, I guess they can have their criminal back. They would just set him free, though, right? They, mm-hmm. He wouldn't end yeah. up in Russia. Yeah, so, so that he'd be able to uh, begin killing Americans again. While Griner would be able to play basketball again. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just curious what your thoughts are on this. This is uh, some of the details surrounding that. Um, Nathaniel, are you going to wake up? There we go. Fred, what do we know about the details of this offer and if the Russians are receptive? You know, one of the things that, that, that I think that we could probably ascertain is if this offer has been on the table for a while uh, and now the U.S. is making it public, it's not clear whether or not the Russians really have been receptive to it so far or whether or not they might be in some sort of rut and things aren't moving forward. The information, obviously, that, that, that we have is that possibly Victor Boot, uh, the Russian arms dealer who's in custody in the U.S., serving a 24-year sentence for uh, allegedly trying to kill Americans or conspiring to kill Americans might be someone that the U.S. is willing to exchange. Now, that would be a big deal. That is someone that the Russians have wanted back for a very long time. They are calling him. The Russians are saying that he's unlawfully detained in the U.S. He's obviously in a penitentiary in Illinois right now. The Russians have wanted him out for a very long time. So this would certainly be a, a pretty big thing for the U.S. to offer that up to try and get Brittany Griner and Paul Whelan out. The uh, Russian businessman, by the way, was arrested in a sting operation back in 2008 led by U.S. drug enforcement agencies in Thailand. Um, He was eventually extradited to the U.S. in 2010 after a uh, protracted uh, court proceeding. By the way, if you're uh, wondering who the Marine Whelan uh, is, he was arrested on alleged espionage charges in 2018 and sentenced to 16 years in prison in a trial that U.S. officials have called unfair. Now, I don't know if the U.S. officials, you know, are just calling it unfair or if um, they're calling it that he didn't do it, which would seem, you know, kind of, hey, he did it, but it was the trial was unfair. You know what I mean? U.S. officials? Yeah. Or Russian officials? U.S. officials. Okay. I'm talking about the Marine that we're trying to get back. Oh, also. the Marine. Yeah, okay. Not, not, not the uh, merchant were, of death. I thought you were still talking about the death merchant. Yeah, the, the merchant of death. Is like I said, I I don't I don't know if I was a family member, if I was Brittany Griner's father, or if I was uh, the Marines' father, Paul Whelan, I you know would be all for this. I would want to get them back from Russia back to the mm-hmm. United States. Other than that, though, if you don't have a vested interest, is is this a good thing? And, and there's no wrong answers. I'm just curious your thoughts this morning at 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Is this a fair trade? The merchant of death for uh, Victi, Victor, uh, let me try that again, um, for Griner, I forgot her first name off Brittany. the top of my head, Brittany Griner and uh, Paul Whelan. Is, it, is that a fair trade? If we get them both, yeah. It yeah probably if, if we be. get them both, or should we have a couple of uh, prisoners to be named later thrown in? <laughs> Or maybe, you know, balance it out by taking a a high contract player um, to be named later. I don't know. Make it one of those uh, three-team things where, uh, you know, China sends... That's uh, what we need. We need need China sends one of their prisoners to uh, Russia. Russia sends a prisoner to the United States. United States uh, sends one to China. 
208-336-3700. Like I said, no right or wrong answers. Um, if you want to weigh in on this um, and your thoughts on whether this is a fair trade, it, uh, you know, we get the Merchant of Death released, and that's just his, his nickname because of the fact that he has conspired to kill Americans and uh, support terrorists um, who uh, are also trying to kill Americans. He, of course, runs the famous Mercantile of Death. <laughs> Um, go ahead and weigh in. You can also email Chris at KBOI.com, Mike at KBOI.com. Um, also news uh, yesterday, this is not officially final and a done deal, but uh, looking more and more like it's going to be done, which is good to be good news uh, here um, for the uh, Treasure Valley when it comes to people who like you know Micron and the jobs that will be created. U.S. Senate yesterday passed uh, legislation to subsidize Domestic semiconductor industry helping to boost companies as they compete with China and uh, alleviate the shortage that we have going on. If this, I guess, if this had been done, you know, six, seven years ago, we wouldn't have had the chip shortage that caused uh, prices on cars to go from thirty thousand to a hundred thousand dollars. Um, you saw the chip shortage here over the last couple of years, just not being able to get chips and almost everything we have. Right. These days, I don't care if you have a sprinkler system in your yard. You're, you're using computer chips. And the U.S. not able to make computer chips, so we uh, counted on uh, China, Taiwan, to uh, be able to uh, make those chips. But this will uh, add uh, a whole bunch of money into chip companies here in the United States, including Micron. And Micron has already said if this was passed, the governor has already uh, subsidized uh, tax breaks for Micron if this bill does pass. And it still has to get through the House. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Micron has already said that they would expand their Boise campus and would add thousands of uh, jobs if this did indeed come through. So um, it's not, like I said, a done deal as of yet. still has to get through the House. And even though Micron says they will do it, We'll just have to wait and see to, if they do do it once that this does get passed. But like I said, it's looking more and more like this uh, will get passed so that uh, it'll boost chip manufacturing in the U.S. to help compete with China. Those are just some of the things we're talking about today. If you'd like to weigh in, please feel free. Email us. Call us up. Um, coming up here next, uh, we'll uh, talk a little bit about your money. Jeremiah Bates will be on the way. GDP has been released We'll talk about that, too, and interest rates are going up if you have credit cards or adjustable uh, rate mortgages. Um, We'll talk about that on the way right now. It's time for another Check on Sports, brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli. Check out their menu, all-new menu. You have 30 different sandwiches to choose from. You don't want to sit there in uh, line, mouth agape, just trying to figure out what you want while people are waiting behind you. So check out their menu at fatguysfreshdeli.com. Good morning. Anybody want to put money on the Dallas Cowboys to win anything this season? Well, with no guaranteed money on Ezekiel Elliott's contract beyond this year, there's a lot of people who are wondering if this will be his last year with the Dallas Cowboys. Or, you know, there's another idea that maybe he's going to play harder this year and do better this year because he's playing for a contract. Well, Ezekiel Elliott spoke to the media yesterday at Cowboys training camp. I think it is a big season, um, you know, but I think you can't look too far down the road. I think if I focus on, you know, Every day, if I focus on having a good day at camp, if I focus on, you know, taking it week by week, uh, I think everything will will handle itself. And uh, I don't think there's really a reason to look that far down the road. I think if I handle uh, my business every day, then I'll be in a pretty good situation at the end of the season. 
Well, here's what we do know about Ezekiel Elliott. After he got paid, his per-game rushing average dropped every season from 108 yards per game in 2016, his rookie year, to just 59 yards per game in 2021. And that's rounding up, by the way. Elliott's $12.4 million base salary is fully guaranteed as part of a $90 million extension that he signed in 2019. Cowboys have an easier path financially to move on from him in the next year because there is no more guaranteed money in his contract. He's set to make $10.9 million at the end of the deal. So is he playing for a contract? Probably. Will it matter because it's the Dallas Cowboys? I don't know. We'll wait and see. I'm Rick Worthington. Time for the Morning Market Report. Powered by CapEd Credit Union. Keeping you informed about your money before the market opens. Sponsored by Tree City Advisors. On News Talk, KBOI, Boise. Well, the uh, stock market uh, reacted positively yesterday to the uh, 75 basis points increase by the uh, Fed uh, about an hour ago. Dow was down uh, about 80 points, but right now up seven points. Um, so uh, my guess is because the GDP numbers were just released, they must have come out a little bit better than uh, was expected. Yeah, you know, really we're seeing, really the markets are relatively flat, kind of unchanged based on the rally that we saw yesterday. And it, that rally was interesting and from a few points, especially from the market standpoint. And uh, we covered the last hour of Nate's show yesterday and kind of got in the weeds of what it means for Main Street um, as far as if you have a variable loan like a credit card, a home equity line of credit, what this rate hike, how those, how this rate hike will essentially lift that tide. However, looking at Wall Street, the reaction was <laughs> all around expectations. And the, the expectation was the Federal Reserve was going to raise at a rate of 0.75%, 75 basis points, check that box. However, what caused some optimism is the expectation that the federal that the the most aggressive of the Federal Reserve rate hikes or actions are now behind us. And it was in the post conference statements made by Jerome Powell stating that weaker data in the form of inflation or in the form of the economy could slow down the central bank's urgency to continue to to continue to raise interest rates. And that set off a a, a rally in stock markets and crypto assets. I mean, really assets across the board. So the markets look at this as a bit of a policy pivot and a green light that the that the Federal Reserve is going to back away from aggressive interest rate hikes. A welcome development for investors. However, I think there might be a little bit too. There could be a little bit too much optimism because you got to remember this is the same Federal Reserve, the same Jerome Powell that largely ruled out a seventy-five um, basis point rate hike in May. And then they did it in June, right? So, but also the market's looking at the a bit of a deterioration in the economy, and that came out obviously in the GDP numbers. But you're starting, you saw the our, our GDP contract at a rate of 09 percent, so that's two quarters. So, technically, we're in a recession. I don't know who knows what that definition means anymore. But <laughs> well, generally, we, we used to know what it meant until Biden tried to change the definition of it. Right, right. I mean, spare spare me the spare me the nuance on it. Right. Clearly, we're seeing a a contracting economy. You could argue. I mean, the first quarter contraction. You could argue there were some some anomal, uh, anomalies in there. However, the second quarter clearly shows that we're seeing business investment declining. Uh, we're seeing consumer spending slowing, specifically on goods. We're seeing the housing market cool down. 
Um, we saw we've seen new home sales in June fall to their lowest level since April 2020. So clearly, we're seeing things slow down. But now we're kind of like in just. To, Whatever your bias is, if you want to see a recession, look at the GDP numbers, look at uh, look at interest rates, look at the rate of inflation, and look at uh, consumer sentiment and consumer spending on goods. If you don't want to see a recession, look at the labor market, which is still strong, <laughs> and look at spending on travel and services. Those are actually looking quite well. So bottom line so is- This the is market, almost like it, a movie. If you want a happy movie, pick this movie. If you don't like a happy movie, then pick this movie. Yeah. No, it, okay. it's, it's kind of that uh, you, if you got a gl- glass of water that's half full or half empty, it's still the same amount. You just look at it through whatever scope you want to look at it through. Mm-hmm. But bottom line is we're seeing a big slowdown and it's it's kind of one of those Got things it. where bad news is good news because if we start to see this economy slow down, then the expectation is the Federal Reserve will move at a slower rate and the market's priced in a very aggressive Fed. So if there's expectations that it will not be as aggressive, then we're certainly seeing some um, some positive outlooks and we're certainly seeing a bump in equities. Now whether that will now whether that's going to stick and that assumption is correct, we don't know yet because on the flip side, if we see inflation continue to hit these high numbers, which it might not. We're starting to see a slowdown in commodity prices, we're starting to see oil prices come down, gas prices come down. You know, sometimes the cure for higher prices right. is in <laughs> fact higher prices. So uh, we could see inflation drop a little bit, and right. that would be a positive reaction. If it doesn't drop, yeah, we, we could see, uh, p- basically put your seatbelt on because volatility will continue. All right. And by the way, uh, glass is half full for me. That way I have room for whiskey. Um, <laughs> thank you. We'll get an Forever update. the optimist. It looks like just a few minutes away, Dow's going to open up in the positive. We're up 37 points as of right now. We'll get an update from you in about an hour, plus get uh, the close today in the noon report and talk to you again for a Friday morning. Thanks, gents. Today from 10 to 1, it's Dan Bongino. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Man, you're looking for uh, reasons why so many people are moving out of California. Places like Idaho, Texas, Florida. We told you uh, earlier this week uh, about the couple who owned a home and were told that they couldn't park a car um, in their own driveway. Mm-hmm. Um, now, this is a couple in San Francisco ticketed for parking in a red zone, which is illegal. Everybody knows it's illegal to park in a red zone. Um, but they got the ticket because the red zone was painted after they parked their car there and then ticketed after the fact. So the car was there. Car was there. Somebody no red zone. Somebody then painted uh, painted the, the red zone, the area red, mm-hmm. and then they got a ticket because they were parked in a red zone. Desiree and Jeff Jolly here they are talking about the uh, battle that's ongoing now with the city of San Francisco. Anytime it's open, I've been parking there for 25 years. We came out, we were walking up from the store, and I noticed the ticket on my car. This seems unfair to me. The red stripe is there where it wasn't before, and they had the nerve just to go around my tire. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> It's funny, but it's not. I mean, how stupid is this? You park your car in a legal spot. You go in and go shopping. When you come back, the city has painted a red zone, no parking zone, where your car was parked. They even had to go around the tire because they couldn't paint where the tire was. And then they gave him a parking ticket. See, if I were the judge, I would say, <laughs> nah, you were, while you were in the store, you were grandfathered in. Oh, my gosh. Um, and then, uh, on top of that, in Los Angeles... Man, if you drive a nice car, um, or if you ha- if you have jewelry, 
you're being told not to wear it. Yeah. Um, if you have nice cars, uh, apparently you're supposed to buy a Datsun. Do they make Datsuns anymore? So that'd be a good car to buy. Well, I, I think they stopped about 1980, but there are still some out there. I so think. apparently you're supposed to buy some crappy car now. Uh, take a listen to this. American crime wave in Los Angeles. The police are telling residents, do not wear nice jewelry. Don't drive fancy cars unless you want to get mugged. And the department issued an area safety bulletin over the disturbing trend of follow home robberies. The alert says, quote, be cautious of displaying high value property in public, such as purses, watches and jewelry, and that victims have also been targeted based on the type of vehicle they're driving. So um, we've talked about if you know have an electric car now you have to buy two cars in case you go on a trip in Los Angeles you have to buy three car three mm-hmm. cars so you have your electric vehicle mm-hmm. you know to drive around town if you go on a trip you have your your nice you know gas powered vehicle and right. then if you're going to drive in town you have to have a third car which is uh, a piece of crap hoopty um, so that people don't think that you're rich and follow you home and rob you. We had a we had a Datsun five ten when I was a kid, and then we had a six ten after that. Those would be perfect cars in yes. Los Angeles. People would go, well, "Ooh, that's a that's an ugly piece of crap car." Yeah, they were, they, you know, they they looked pretty good for the time. Well, at the time, but sure. now that I mean, Datsun isn't even a company anymore. Well, Nissan still is, and they always own Datsun. But if you're driving a Datsun, probably somebody is going, "Ooh, I've never even heard of that car." <laughs> Why, we, don't follow them; they're not rich. They don't have any money. When we uh, come that's back, just what I wanted you to think. <laughs> When we come back, um, if that isn't enough, this is another crazy thing. We're going to take a break for sports here, but uh, you're not going to believe what uh, California Governor Gavin Newsom has uh, done to private property owners in the state. Or, or maybe actually, yeah, you probably will believe that this is going on. For us living here in Idaho, this would seem ridiculous, but it's par for the course in California and just another reason why so many people are selling their stuff and moving out of the state. We'll get to that coming up here in just a couple minutes. Uh, let's get a quick check of what's going on in sports one final time this morning. It's brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli. Every day they are there very early in the morning. Not because they want to, because they need to. To make everything Fresh from scratch for you to make their deliciousness at Fat Guys Fresh Deli. Two places to serve you, East Boise, just off Gowan Road, and in Meridian, just off Wells Avenue. Get in today for a delicious sandwich, wrap, salad, or soup. Good morning. We'll start with some big news for Boise State men's basketball, as head coach Leon Rice is going to stick around with the university for a while. Leon Rice has a new five-year contract, getting a $150,000 raise for the coming season. That'll take his salary to 900000 for the year, and he'll receive a $50,000 raise in each of the next four years of the contract. He has been at the helm of the Bronco program for the last 12 seasons and has nine 20-win years, including last year's school record 27, and a Mountain West regular season and tournament championship, plus a trip to the NCAA tournament. Rice has 10 players back for this coming year. Bob Beeler, News Talk KBOI. And some other news involving the Boise State men's basketball team. They announced that they're going to take on Charlotte in the opening round of the fourth annual Myrtle Beach Invitational. It's an ESPN events tournament, and it will be taking place, oh, let's see, November 17th is the day of the tournament, or the first day of the tournament. It'll go a couple of days. Second round of games takes place the following day, November 18th. Final day of the tournament is set for November 20th. All of those games will be televised across ESPN networks, and that includes the first game. The Broncos game against Charlotte will tip off at 5 p.m. Mountain Time 
first two meetings ever between these two programs, and it'll be on ESPN News. I'm Rick Worthington. Get 670 KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Talking about uh, reasons why uh, you notice a lot more people from California that are moving to uh, our state and other states. It's not just uh, Idaho, by the way, Texas, Florida. Um, that The bad news for California is people have moved out of Florida or out of California more over the last two years than any other state. The good news for the state is they still have the largest population yeah. of any state in the uh, yeah, Like 38 the million? Yeah. Around that, yeah. So they got they got a lot of people to lose, but they're still continuing to lose. And, and it's it's stuff like this. We've just told you a couple of different stories. Um, this is a new one led by California Governor Gavin Newsom and Secretary of Environmental Protection Jared Bloomfeld. California's water authorities are now going to require owners of private wells to report every drop of water they take from their own property. They'll also um, levy fa- uh, fees on the property owners for the privilege of using their own water, according to a new report uh, from the California Globe. An unnamed source told the Globe that Natalie Stork, a state water enforcement officer, quietly delivered a letter to private well owners in the state recently, which said that, quote here, landowners whose property is in an unmanaged area and contains a working groundwater abstraction well must report this volume of groundwater withdrawn from the well. The amount of groundwater withdrawn has to be reported as a monthly total in addition to the amounts pumped, the location of the well, and the place and purpose of groundwater use must also be specified. Letter goes on to inform property owners of the list of registration fees that they must pay to the government for the water they use that must be reported to the government in which they pay to report. So basically it says the government here is providing no service, no support, no product, doesn't even do the billing, they don't drill the wells, all the government does is is cash the check. See now that's government efficiency. Making money from nothing at all. Uh-huh. Which is not an air supply song. Could, I I mean I couldn't even imagine the conniption fit my parents if they lived in California because my parents and I use my parents as an example because they have a well on their property. They've drilled their own well. They support it. They, you know, do all the upkeep on the well, and that's the well water that is used to water horses or cattle. Uh, well, not just necessarily because we also have a creek that runs and ponds that run there, but water the lawn. It's it's used for the uh, house and showers and everything. If the uh, Idaho government came to them and, and said, oh, by the way, you've got to install monitoring devices, and we're going to start charging you for the water. Mm-hmm. It's like the, the water that... We spent thousands and thousands of dollars on pumping and putting the well in, and now we're going to pay you. What are we paying you for again? Well, we're paying you because, well, we don't really have a reason. It's just that uh, we can do it. Rental of the airspace? That Maybe that's what it is. Isn't that crazy? And and, and, and it's like, it's government bureaucracy. What what can you do except try to fight? I guess suits, my, are my, I guess suits will be filed over this. Because what else can you do? If you refuse to do it, you're going to get fined. You know the old joke a guy told me, I'm going to put in one of those water finding holes. And I said, well, I know you mean well. <laughs> oh, my God, that was horrible. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Yes, that was horrible. Absolutely horrible. Chris, 
Go to your room and spank yourself. <laughs> Way ahead of you. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Uh, one other thing we're going to be talking about, I mean, Congress was busy this week. Senate passed a bill to boost chip manufacturing to compete with China. Uh, yesterday, Senator Joe Manchin announced that he has come to an agreement with Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer on a reconciliation bill um, that Democrats call Build Back Better, Republicans call Build Back Broke. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that, what that means. And also, um, another thing, and, and I want to get your input on this, too, this morning. Democrats introduced a bill to enact term limits for Supreme Court justices. I don't know if that's going to go anywhere, but they introduced the bill a little I, bit know, earlier I, this I, week. I don't. I understand why they do it, but I don't think that's a good idea. Because Supreme Court justices, the reason they have lifetime appointments is they're not supposed to be beholden to anybody. And they probably still wouldn't, based on, on and we'll get into this a little bit more into the weeds on this, um, based on how they want to do this, they might not still be beholden to anybody, but like like you said, it's supposed to be a lifetime appointment. Um, so I, I'm, I'm curious. Simply because you, you don't want them to be, uh, to be deciding things based on how many, you know, how popular they think the, uh, uh, the judgment's going to be. Right. Um, we'll talk a little bit more about this and get your thoughts on should Supreme Court justices, and part of the reason that they're doing this right now, the Democrats are introducing this, is because they don't like the fact that we have Supreme Court justices that are fairly young, that are, you know, Republicans that are going to be making decisions for, decades um although you know if you change this i I don't think it should be allowed to say hey we're going to change this and everybody now has to follow this along because you are hired and appointed as a lifetime judge going forward i might not have a problem with we'll tell you more and talk about this coming up kby news time 756 listen to kboi online go to kboi.com and click the listen live button now back to mike casper and chris walton this is casper and chris live and local on news talk kboi president biden says if the agreement reached between senators joe manchin and chuck schumer is enacted into law it would be quote historic saying this bill would fight inflation and lower costs for american families the agreement includes roughly 370 billion dollars on energy and climate initiatives that democrats say will reduce carbon emissions by roughly 40 percent by 2030 to pay for it the bill would increase taxes on corporations and wealthy americans president biden said in a statement quote this is the action the american people have been waiting for Karen Travers, ABC News, Washington. Senator Joe Manchin announced yesterday that uh, he came to an agreement with Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer on a reconciliation bill after more than a year of negotiations among Democrats. Manchin was uh, the person pretty much holding back any agreement and being able to put together this Build Back Better bill as uh, Democrats it's not really calling it. It's, it's not really his thing to be in favor of something. Not really. Um, and, and like I said, for a year, he has balked at spending the uh, $3 trillion cost is where this began. Now, this is a scaled-down version. That was the biggest part. He just thought it was too much money. Um, Democrats termed the legislation Build Back Better. Republicans are calling it Build Back Broke. And there'll be uh, Democrats will be using a process called budget reconciliation to advance legislation, which will allow them to get around the Senate filibuster with just 50 votes. As long as uh, Democrats avoid catching COVID or some other reason for not being present <laughs> to be able to vote, 
they will have enough votes to get the legislation across the finish line with Manchin now officially in the fold. And, of course, it would probably be tied 50-50 with well, Vice President casting the uh, Believe me, I think they'll, they'll, they'll wheel in hospital beds with uh, patients in them if they need to. We don't know what the bill says yet. As we have heard from uh, congressmen that we have talked to um, a few times, that a lot of times you get the bill and you don't get a chance to read what's in the bill before you're supposed to vote on it. <laughs> According to Schumer's and Manchin's office, though, the bill will raise $739 billion in revenue through IRS tax enforcement, the corporate minimum tax, and closing uh, the carried interest loophole. It will spend 40, $433 billion total they said on energy and climate change provisions on the ACA extension. Meanwhile, Republicans criticized uh, the uh, bill. Senate Democrats can change the name of Build Back Broke as many times as they want. It won't be any less devastating to American families and small businesses, according to Senator John Cronin of Texas. Raising taxes on job creators, crushing energy producers with new regulations and stifling innovations, Looking for new cures will only make this recession worse, not better. Senate GOP Conference Chair John Barrasso of Wyoming said, with inflation at a 41-year high and a looming recession, Democrats want higher taxes, more government spending, and to attack American energy. So much for helping American families. However, you have to admire their consistency. Mm-hmm. It would be interesting to know, to get in the head of uh, Senator Joe Manchin, it, was he just worn down with uh, Chuck Schumer in his year, day after day after day for over a year, um, where he finally changed his vote? Fine, fine I'll vote for it. <laughs> okay. Like I said, we don't know exactly what is going to be in the bill. We know the wide parameters, as I just stated out there. It is it is kind of weird, and this is just my opinion. Um, you know, we're we're going to spend our way out of this inflation. Yeah, might as well try. It's it's like, uh, and I can't remember what with... basketball player said it. Um, you know, you, you're zero for eighteen. Yeah, I'm trying to shoot my way out of a slump. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to keep shooting I keep, until I finally yeah, make one. If I keep practicing, I'm bound to get better. Um, this is one I, I do want your input on. We're gonna we're, we're once again. This is no right or wrong court of public opinion for Casper and Chris show. Um, House Democrats introduced a bill Tuesday of this week to enact term limits for the Supreme Court justices, arguing that the move will restore legitimacy and independence to the nation's highest court. The legislation... See, I think it would do just the opposite. That's what I thought. It's titled the Supreme Court Tenure Establishment and Retirement Modernization Act. God, that's a lot of words for something so stupid. Uh, Would authorize the... Was that out loud? I apologize. That was out loud. Uh, would author- You're authorize- talking about what you said? Yeah. Yeah, that was out loud, too. <laughs> would authorize the president to nominate Supreme Court justices every two years. So whoever the president is, every two years, they would get to nominate Supreme Court justices in the first and third years after a presidential election. The justices who have been on the court the longest would then be moved to a senior status um, first. So whoever is longest there, they'd be moved to senior status. If confirmed by the Senate... House individuals would serve a maximum of 18 years on the bench. So it's a limited time on the bench. Instead of lifetime, it would be 18 years. After the tenures are complete, Supreme Court justices would retire from active 
service and assume senior status. Justices on the bench at the time of the bill's enactment would switch to senior status one by one as justices are confirmed to the bench in first and third years after a presidential election. Under senior status, justices will still hold their office on the Supreme Court, which includes official duties and pay. And if the number of justices ever dips below nine at some point because of a vacancy, either disability, disqualification, or death, the justice who most recently had attained senior status would then go back and serve as the ninth associate justice. Simple. <laughs> um. I, you know, I lost track uh, about halfway through that, but it, it sounds interesting. The 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 only thing I, I I guess I would say, all right, I, I get it, except for one thing: mm-hmm. the Democrats want to start this immediately if this passes. So they would start this right now, and the only reason they want to start it right now is because right now the court leans conservative. So they want to start this and start getting rid of conservative justices so that it's more balanced. It's not necessarily going to balance anything. No, it isn't. Because it depends on which president well, it, is elected. If you if you go, also, I mean, they're supposed to be they are supposed to be nonpartisan. Yeah, Supreme Court justices. I mean, it's obvious when you uh, finish with the hearings whether somebody, I guess, is liberal or conservative. But ideally, they're supposed to be right down the middle so they can decide a case based on its merits and not what the uh, you know the presupposition they had coming in. And I get it. Everybody has their biases. I mean, you and I, you know, as as uh, talk show hosts, we have our our own biases. And and I and granted, it's it, it's pretty difficult, you know, no matter who you are, even though you take a, an oath to say yes, I will, you know, do my best to be unbiased. You're still going to have mm-hmm. your own personal biases that you try not to bring into your cases. But this does nothing to balance anything out because say say a you have Republicans that get voted. Or Democrats, for that matter, that that get voted, uh, say say that um, Obama, who served two consecutive terms, mm-hmm. and then say Clinton, who, for all intents and purposes, uh, according to polls, up until about two months before the election, was going to get elected again. You know, you you would have one, two, three, four, five. You would have six Supreme Court justices get named by Democrats. So. I mean, it doesn't do anything to balance if the person, you know, who was president at the time yeah. is going to be elected. But as far as term limits, are, are you are you personally, and this is for you and everybody else listening, okay. do you think our Supreme Court justices should have term limits? My answer is no. I, uh, For the most part, I say no, but then I look at it, and I look at uh, Ginsburg, for instance, I think think by the end of her term she probably spent about five or six years too long on the supreme court just based on you know how what, ill she was that's what liberals say too um yeah they wanted her out they wanted her to leave while there was a, a, a democrat president. yeah um you know so i mean i i would be open you know to discussing but i, I think this is dumb in enacting the the bill to enact term limits, you know, and maybe eighteen or twenty years is, is enough for a Supreme Court 
justice to serve. But your thoughts, go ahead and weigh in uh, if you would like. Uh, you can email us right now, Mike at KBY.com or Chris at KBY.com. You can also text us. Uh, we'll take your phone calls coming up here after the uh, bottom of the hour news because coming up here next, we got to give away a $50 gift certificate this morning for Barrel House Pub and Grill. We'll do that with our Casper and Chris Damn Near Impossible question right after traffic and weather. Drive home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at 3. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Yes, it is, and thank you for listening in. Going to pay somebody off for listening in this morning uh, with the Casper and Chris damn near impossible question prize. $50 gift to get to Barrel House Pub and Grill in Garden City. Sean is going to get the first crack at it this morning. Sean... Toilet paper is, you know, most of it is white. It's because they bleach toilet paper. Toilet paper companies do. Uh, however, they don't bleach toilet paper to make it white. They do it for two other reasons. Being white is just a byproduct. Uh, we're looking, what is the reason, the other reasons why toilet paper paper companies bleach their toilet paper? Well, guys, uh, toilet paper is something that I'm intimately familiar with. <laughs> well, most of us are. are. Two very good reasons for the for bleaching of the toilet paper. The first is to make it more absorbent, which is clearly you know important. Um, and the second is to make it softer. Uh, otherwise, it would be like you know cleaning yourself up with those really terrible brown paper towels that you see in cheap commercial bathrooms. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll we'll give you that. Um, it's to make it softer. That's the primary reason, um, and also to extend its life. So apparently, if you bleach it, it it's going to last longer. So we'll give that to you. Congratulations. I like that one, too. I like that one, too. Yeah. Thank you. But should still only be used once. <laughs> yes. Uh, and apparently, um, I don't buy uh, my uh, toilet paper bleached enough sometimes because my You bought generic toilet paper? That's horrible. Like It's all the same. According to my wife, it's not. Mm. I'll, I'll take her word for it. And... Uh, <laughs> happy wife, happy life. So I'll just buy whatever toilet paper she wants. Congratulations, Sean. Hold on the line. Uh, we have one more day that we'll give you a chance to get your Barrel House Pub and Grow gift certificate for free. That's tomorrow morning, $50 gift certificate. So listen in for your chance to do that. And then don't forget, tomorrow, Barrel House Pub and Grill is our KBY sweet deal of the week. Nine o'clock sharp. Tomorrow morning, go to KBY. Dot com. Click on the sweet deal. Might want to do it just a little bit earlier so that you're already signed in and then just hit refresh right at 9 o'clock so that you can take advantage of it before they are gone because there is always a limited number, and once they're gone, they're gone. That's your best bet. And then tomorrow afternoon, Nate Shellman will be broadcasting live for the uh, Hometown Happy Hour. He'll be in the Glenwood Shopping Center, Chinden and Glenwood. That's where Barrel House is located. Uh, during Happy Hour, you can get a dollar off your pints and appetizers, uh, $3 off domestic drafts. They have a full bar. They have great food. And Nate will also have a chance to win your choice of tickets, concert tickets tomorrow. Um, concerts like Fitz and the Tantrums, Daughtry, Jody, Messina, and more. Uh, you'll have to be present to win. This is going to be at the location, not on the radio tomorrow. So uh, another good reason to stop by. Cold beverages on a hot day and a chance to win some tickets to some hot concerts. Hometown happy hour once again tomorrow, 3 to 6. Barrel House Pub and Grill brought to you by our good friends at Cloverdale Plumbing. For your Google Play, simply say, hey Google, play 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Congratulations to Robert Smith. Caller number six picked up uh, tickets to Flogging Molly. 
Also, I uh, was just sitting here noticing Nate Shulman um, didn't give away his tickets to OAR yesterday. Did he not? You know what that means. I'm going to make a unilateral, non-bipartisan uh, decision to uh, take those tickets and give them to Casper uh, and Chris listeners this morning. Oh, that would, that, that, that'll be fun. He, I mean, for us. He left them, right? They're, they're there. He was supposed to give them away for yesterday. So since they're sitting there, his loss is your gain. We're going to give these tickets away coming up here between 9 and 10 o'clock this morning. OAR concert tickets are yours. This is just part of the Live Nation uh, concert ticket series. Uh, you can get four tickets right now. Uh, these are all on sale to August 9th until the tickets are gone or until August 9th. You get four tickets for only $80. So we're talking $20 a piece. And some of these tickets were on sale for uh, upwards of $60, $70, $80 each. You're getting them for 20 dollars a piece there is the one catch you have to buy them in groups of four so it's eighty dollars for some of the summer's hottest concerts um, some of the concerts go all the way into december if you want to check out what concerts are available for this low low price from live nation go to livenation.com forward slash summers live uh, and purchase your tickets there but like i said nate shellman he didn't give away his tickets yesterday, so we're going to give them away to you. Coming up here next hour, I'll lock in that speed dial, 208-336-3700 or pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Taking your phone calls and emails, uh, Congress uh, has been very busy this week. Yesterday, uh, the Senate passed a bill to boost chip manufacturing here in the United States and give a whole bunch of money to uh, help compete with China. Um, got, uh, Senator Joe Manchin and Chuck Schumer after a year of negotiating, have finally uh, agreed um, on a bill, Build Back Better or Build Back Broke, depending if you're talking to a Republican or a Democrat on what that bill is. And then earlier this week in the uh, House, Democrats introduced a bill to enact term limits for Supreme Court justices. Um, and we, we wanted to hear your thoughts. Do you think term limits are a good idea, or is what we're doing now uh, the best Thing going forward just you know it's a lifetime appointment jamie has written in and says isn't it interesting how congress wants to impose limits on everyone but themselves <laughs> i say <laughs> okay wrong. sure let's impose term limits on all elected offices maximum two terms for all elected officials they're not wrong pete mountain home thank you for uh being patient and holding on there uh much appreciated and thanks for listening you're on yeah. news talk kbui good morning to you what do you think about term limits well, I think, and I realize that the Democrats have this problem with the Constitution of the United States, the parts they don't like, like the Second Amendment and others. But if I could read the Article 3, Section 1, the judicial power of the United States shall be vested in one Supreme Court and in such inferior courts as the Congress may from time to time ordain and establish. The judges, both of the Supreme and inferior courts, shall hold, shall hold their offices during good behavior and shall at stated time receive for their services a compensation, yada, yada, shall hold their offices during good behavior. Uh, that means you want them out of there, you have to go through impeachment. Mm-hmm. You don't get to pass term limits in the, in the Congress because that is a constitutional mandate there. If you want to change it, do a constitutional amendment, and good luck with that, guys, just like the Second Amendment. <laughs> don't like it, do a constitutional amendment, which takes a vote and approval by three-fourths of the state legislatures. 
Thank you so for the thank you for the info idea and put it where the sun ain't shining. Well, and that I guess that makes it a little draws a little more fine point onto it. Thanks for the info and uh, the input there. Appreciate will, it, Pete. I will uh, put it in the basement. <laughs> Uh, Jim writes in and says, I favor term limits for two reasons. First, lifetime appointment flows from the Constitution, which specifies that the judges shall hold their office during good behavior. It does not specify lifetime. Life expectancy at the time was between 35 and 40 years old. Now it is 76 to 78. Mental and physical age-related infirmities typically begin before age 70. Many on the court now might reasonably be expected to still be sitting on the bench in two, three, or even four decades. Second, several current court members did not show good behavior when testifying that the Roe verdict was established law under the doctrine of, uh, what is it, stare decisis, and then uh, voted to overturn it as soon as possible. Lying is still not considered good behavior, is it? The current court bought this proposed or brought this proposed change upon itself. That's Jim. Yeah, I, in my personal opinion, there's no way this is going to probably even pass the house. There's a there's a little bit of a flaw in what he said too. It said the life expectancy was between 35 and 40 years old. That is true at the time in the 1700s, but it didn't mean that people got old and died at the age of 40. Right. The reason that life expectancy was between 35 and 40 is because so many people died the first couple of years they were alive. Babies died all the time. Women died in childbirth. And people you know, lived to be in their, into their 70s, 80s, and 90s. But to even make it out of childhood, uh, you had to be somewhat lucky back then. Uh, no name on this email, Mike at KBY.com. Term limits, no. Age limits, yes. That's interesting. Uh, term limits uh, on both house of, houses of Congress, yes. There's another person which uh, is voting, you know, for term limits in uh, Congress. Mm-hmm. Um, it was on the, you know, that was on the ballot in Idaho years ago. Yeah. And the public uh, voted in favor of term limits, and then the legislature said, eh, no. And that's the same thing that would happen in Congress, yeah. don't you think? It's like, sure. well, wait a minute. No, I like, this is a good job. I, I get paid a lot of money to come here to Congress. I know that's what you people want, but you people don't understand the issue. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't I don't know if you could do age, age limits. It's the same thing, you know, because um, somebody that is 75 years old could be old, while another person that's 75 years old, you would never even guess them at 75 years old. Yeah, true. Who was it that was turning 75 today? Somebody. Uh, let's see. It was. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, Sally Struthers from All in the Family. Gloria. Man, we haven't heard anything from her. And uh, Jim Davis, the guy that uh, draws Garfield, is 77 today. 208 336 pounds 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Uh, we'll take more of your phone calls and emails. Also, another question we asked a little bit earlier this morning. Uh, as far as the trade, Brittany Griner for the Merchant of Death. I mean, the name just should tell you yeah. <laughs> enough right there. Are you okay with this trade? Now, granted, there's also a Marine who is uh, charged with espionage and is being held in Russia that would be thrown in us on this. This is this is like we the player to be named later. Negotiate. Like, we're willing to give you the box boy of death. Um, are, are you okay with this trade? If the United States does make the trade, and we're still waiting, this is a proposed trade from the United States. Um, Russia has not agreed to it as of yet, but you're, are you okay with this trade if it does actually come through? We'll take more of your phone calls and emails coming up.
The Great One, Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. In the coming days, I expect to speak with Russian Foreign Minister Lavrov for the first time since the war began. I plan to raise an issue that's a top priority for us. The release of Americans Paul Whelan and Brittany Griner, who've been wrongfully detained and must be allowed to come home. We put a substantial proposal on the table weeks ago to facilitate their release. Our governments have communicated repeatedly and directly on that proposal. And I'll use the conversation to follow up personally and, I hope, move us toward a resolution. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Victor Boots, labeled the Merchant of uh, Death, a convicted Russian arms dealer. He has uh, also inspired a Hollywood film. Um, he's 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 the person that uh, is being floated out there as a trade possibility mm-hmm. when it comes to trying to get Brittany Griner back. Convicted vapor. Brittany Griner, former U.S. Marine, Paul Whelan, the other side of that trade. This reminds me of the trade the Seattle Mariners always make with the New York Yankees. <laughs> we got screwed again! <laughs> Jay Buner was the one time when you didn't. We didn't, yeah. That, that, was, that, was, a, that was a good trade. Um, John writes in, uh, another anti-American athlete who now wants America to come to her aid. Just the arrogance of her thinking she can do whatever she wants in a foreign country without regard for their law makes me think she should do the time in a gulag. No trade for a Russian who murders Americans. That's John in Meridian. How does he know she's an anti-American athlete? Oh, I think he's getting that because uh, she came out against the WNBA playing the national anthem before games. She was anti. She's one of those anti uh, anthem athletes. Mm. I. This is this is a tough one for me because, like I said, if you if you're a family member, you're like, oh no, we need to do anything we can, and this is an American. You know, that that I get it. She shouldn't have had the vape pen, but she wasn't carrying, quote-unquote, drugs to smoke. Apparently, she had a um, prescription for CBD that she was smoking through the vape pen, and the vape pen just still had remnants of that. So she wasn't carrying marijuana in her bag in Russia. Mm-hmm. I mean, there there were remnants of it in her vape pen. It seems it seems a little tough to have to and do she, hard time in a had, Russian prison for for something like that. I get she that. had no harder drugs other than that, right? No, okay. But man, when you're talking about releasing somebody that has been accused uh, of killing Americans and supporting terrorist activities. It doesn't. It definitely doesn't seem like a fair trade. Now, that's why you know, kind of made the joke of, of sounds like a trade Seattle Mariners uh-huh. and the, exactly. make with the New York Yankees and go, oh wow, we got screwed, didn't we? So I I don't know. This is this is a tough one. We're taking your thoughts this morning. Is this someone? Um, and there's two people in this trade. There's also a uh, former U.S. Marine who was accused of espionage, also being held in a Russia prison. Um, so this is a proposal by the U.S. Russia hasn't even agreed to this. Russia could go, oh, no, we have two really good people here that we have to hold in our prisons. We're not We're not giving up the merchant of death. That's not a fair <laughs> trade. They could be holding out for more. 
would the U.S. be willing to add one more player to be named later in a three-for-one swap if Russia now, now says we, no to this? Now, we have the merchant of death, right? Right. And, and He's serving time in a okay. U.S. prison. And, and we're, we're saying we would send him back to, to Russia. To Russia. Okay. Yeah. Um, currently serving 25 years. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Uh, we'll take more of your phone calls. Is this a good trade? Should we even be considering this? We haven't in the past. Should we be considering it now? Um, go ahead and weigh in. You can email chris at kboi.com, mike at kboi.com. Um, if you're waiting on the phone right now, um, stay right where you're at. I promise after news, we will get to you. Um, there are a couple lines open right now if you want to get through to 208-336-3700. Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. A couple of weeks really don't seem that long in that perspective. Uh, It obviously must have taken them quite a while even to make the offer in June, so it means that they've been working on these sorts of issues for many months. Her supporters, her uh, advocacy on her own behalf, her supporters' advocacy, has been very gracious in including Paul's case uh, and and calling for both Miss Griner and Paul's freedom. Uh, it's been a, a huge help uh, for someone like Paul who doesn't have the same celebrity. We're trying to exchange two Americans for one Russian. I don't know if the Russians would want to exchange three Americans for one Russian. So if we actually want to include Mr. Fogel in the negotiations, we would most likely have to increase the number of Russians. I, I guess that makes sense because this is something that is being proposed, apparently, by the United States to Russia. And when you watch trades in football, basketball, Major League Baseball, you know, you, you always try to get what you're willing to give up first. And then if you really want it to happen, the other team may say, no, nope, I'm not going to do this unless you give us this mm-hmm. in addition to everything you've already asked it depends on who is in a better position of power here who is in a better negotiating position you know russia could ask for uh, a third person in this particular swap right now the uh, united states is offering a one for two swap they're offering to give up the merchant of death as he has been nicknamed a uh, russian businessman who is spending 25 years in prison for a prison sentence charged of conspiring to kill Americans, acquire and export anti-aircraft missiles, and provide material support to terrorist organizations. And willing to give that Russian back to Russia if they send us Brittany Griner and uh, Paul Whelan. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on Verizon Wireless. Um, you know, we, we, in the past, we really haven't negotiated on things like this. Um, this is, you know, going to be a, a PR victory yeah. um, because nobody even knows the name Paul Whelan. The only reason we know the name Paul Whelan is because of Brittany Griner and how much her name has been put forth in the last couple of months. And I wouldn't have known the name Brittany Griner had, had she, she not, not been arrested in had Russia. she not been arrested, right. Um, you uh, probably haven't been to any Phoenix Mercury games? No, okay. no. Never heard of her before. But now she's a household name. If she does get traded back, this could be big for her. She could make a lot of money off this, in addition to being out of prison in Russia. Yeah. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Just uh, curious, do you think this is a good trade? John in Nampa, thanks for being patient. You're on News Talk KBI. Good morning to you. Yeah, good morning. Yeah, that's this gainer guy, gal thing. It probably has a new respect for the United States now. I mean, she's 
doesn't want to respect it and then turns around and wants our help. It's awful ironic if that's the right word for it. This is nothing new here. This is the this is the same thing that happened to our early early country when it was just starting out. I think it was John Quincy Adams that uh, went behind the uh, weenie Democrats, well, the fledgling Democrat Party's backs and took the the uh, budget out of the out of, out of the budget, took money out of the budget to uh, to construct the United States Marines. And that was what they were doing. They were having merchant ships going across and trading, and some weird faction would come up and uh, kidnap these people and then hold them for ransom for money from the United States. And, and where does it end? And uh, I think, again, I'm sure some Marine is going to come up and tune me up, call up and tune me up. But uh, John Quincy Adams, I believe, decided he wasn't going to put up with this uh, ever-increasing money drain out of our nation and say we're going to fight this and we're not going to play the the swapping prisoner game and we shouldn't because it only leads to further and further problems all right okay that's all i got thank you john appreciate the thoughts you bet paul and nampa good morning you're on new stock kby yeah good morning um as far as Brittany grinder is concerned i think that she's getting away pretty easy and by by saying that, I mean that there was a movie back in the early 70s called Bendine Express. It was about a man, an American, that trying to smuggle some some um, hashish. hashish. Yeah, Turkish prison. Right. And, and he ended up in a Turkish prison, and he didn't have any kind of skill like basketball to get him off the hook. He had to live a living hell for a number of years and escaping out of that prison to be able to survive. So she should count her blessings. And the next time she goes to another country, she might want to leave that stuff at home. Cause I know if she goes to Indonesia, they'll kill her. <laughs> you don't bring that stuff into that country. They don't allow it. And if you are found to have it on your person, you might want to die by the way they treat you. I had a brother-in-law that went there and he told me some horror some horrid stories about being there and he was just he kept his nose clean the whole time and that's what he wanted to do was get in do some business and get back out and he did but um you know just because we're americans maybe we think that we're going to get away with doing something yeah. that's not the case that's just not the case thank you for the call paul appreciate thoughts yep. shane and boise uh you're on news talk kby good morning to you hey good morning guys so a couple things real quick. One of the things to take into consideration when uh, weighing this out is what did it take for us to obtain the Merchant of Death? How many, you know, how, I, I don't know the details of how we captured him or anything, but how many American soldiers' lives did it cost in order to, to capture him? Um, you know, was it a snatch and grab in the middle of the night thing? Did we have a shootout with it, whatever? Um, and as far as uh, the, the thing with the Brittany Grimes, is I think that's part of the issue with uh, what's happening in, in America today is that when you're you're privileged, um, you feel that everybody else is going to solve your problems for you. Um, when you're quote unquote protected, when you know um, you don't have to put in the footwork, you don't have to pay the repercussions of your actions. And so this is an opportunity for her to be able to you know look at what she her choices were and have to deal with it. And the U.S. Marine, um, I mean. God love him for what he's done for this country, 
But one of the things that soldiers understand that is drilled into them when they go through basic and when, they, when they're prepping for war is when you're captured, you know, we'll do whatever we can to get you, but you need to understand that that's the risk you take when you enlist in the military. Uh, my family's military. I, I bleed red, white, and blue for this country, but um, that's, again, that's a risk that you take uh, when you enlist. And so I don't think that this should be a, a trade. I don't think it's justified. Thank you for the call. Appreciate the thoughts. Thanks for listening, Shane. Um, just watching the cry on across CNN uh, says U.S. frustrated as Russians' uh, lack of response for the uh, trade request, trade swap, mm-hmm. which would lend credence to the you know news report that we heard that would the Americans be willing to increase their what they're willing to give up by adding another one or even two prisoners that are here in the United States currently serving time and sending them back to Russia. Is that why Russia is, is holding back and not responding? I don't, I don't know. Sean writes in and says, I am 100% in favor of trading for Brittany Griner for the merchant of death. It could be seen as an act of good faith in the eyes of Russia and could help broker a ceasefire with Ukraine. I think foreign relations involve maneuvers like this every day. However, this one is highly publicized because of the celebrity nature. Also, maybe during the negotiation, a diplomat might have the gumption to say to Russia, 10 years for a cannabis vape pen? Come on, man, don't be like Idaho. See, and that's, I mean, I get it. Come on. You know, when I, when I first, when I first heard this story, I thought she was carrying drugs in Russia. And my first response when I, when I heard about this story was, well, wait a minute. If she's so stupid that she thinks she can go to another country and carry drugs in because she's allowed to smoke it here in the United States, wherever she was at, then she deserves to be in prison. But as more details come out and you find out she wasn't carrying, you know, weed in, in Russia, she had a vape pen that had remnants of mm. weed in it. And then when you start to hear that and it's 10 years and you're like, okay, wait a minute, that, that's not even fair. So you do kind of want to feel the need to, to step in, but is the price too high? Or is there no price that would be too high since it is a United States citizen who could be spending as much as 10 years in prison in a Russian prison? And, and I'm just guessing that in Russia their prisons are not, you know, Tennis country clubs. I'm just guessing. No, ones in the gulag aren't. So then, then it comes down to you know what does America do for U.S. citizens? Do they do everything they can to get you back? Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred pound six seventy on your Verizon wireless. Uh, also stick around. That numbers, uh, those numbers I just gave you, very important because uh, OAR going to be here in town. We've got tickets for the concert. It's coming up tonight, by the way. So you win these tickets this morning. You go to the concert tonight. Nate Shulman didn't give them away yesterday, so I'm giving them away. I'm, I'm taking a unilateral, bipartisan position and giving away these tickets to you, the well, listeners. Here's hoping he wasn't saving them for himself. Sometime uh, within the next 40 minutes. Stick around. Be ready to call. We'll take more of your phone calls and emails. Phone lines are open now. Do you think this trade is fair? Should the United States do it? 208-336-3700. Tonight at 10, it's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 208 336 pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Fred in uh, Boise, good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Hey, you know, I'm wondering 
how many Americans are being held in Russia and how many would they be willing to send back if we added more Russians to it, to that swap? Does this make any difference who they are or what they did or whatever? Just how many Americans could we get back? These two, there's got to be more over there than this. Yeah. I'm not, you know, I'm not sure how many Russians are being held. I'm not here in America and how many Americans are being held in, in Russia. Yeah, I think that's something that ought to be found out. I'm, I'm trying to look up to see uh, if there is a number. Uh, the, only, the only ones, uh, every everything I can find only mentions the three that we've been talking about. The uh, the, the two that are, are supposed to be part of the deal and also that Mark Fogel. Yep. Thank you for the call. We'll uh, look that up, Fred. Thanks for the question. Uh, Drew writes in, Mike at KBY.com. How about stay out of Russia? Smoke your pot and do your drugs in Vancouver, B.C. You'll be fine. You don't well, uh, even need to work. It's all free. She um, plays for the Phoenix Mercury during the WNBA season. And in the off season, she uh, does what a lot of the WNBA players do because, you know, they, they don't make NBA money. They make considerably less. Uh, so she goes overseas and plays in women's professional leagues in in uh, other countries. She played in China for a while, and uh, the last couple of years has been on uh, a team in Russia with, along with uh, you know Diana Taurasi. Remember her from the University mm-hmm. of Connecticut? Yeah, one of the greatest players of all time. Uh, yeah, and I think they won the. In fact, I think they won the <laughs> the Russian championship the, the the year that the two of them were together. Uh, Mac writes in, Mike at KBY.com. You bleeding heart, Casper. She broke the law, plain and simple. She's not unlawfully detained. What she has going for her uh, in some in this country are bending over backwards to show how non judgmental we are to the point of making those, like Brittany Griner, appear victims instead of taking responsibility for their irresponsible behavior. A vape pen, though, I would consider to be, you know, at most a misdemeanor. And if you say, well, she broke the law and has to face the, the penalty. I mean, you, if, you, if, if you commit a misdemeanor, should you spend several years in uh, ten. prison ten, in another be, country? Yeah, ten years is, is what you're That would be like you know, getting a ticket for jaywalking here, and they put you in for a decade. And that's why I think I, that's the part that I don't think is, is fair, although I don't agree with trading the merchant of death for a WNBA player. I mean, this person you know, found guilty of killing Americans and... Well, conspiring to... Conspiring anyway. to kill Ameris, Americans and uh, acquiring, acquiring anti-aircraft missiles, providing material, material and support to uh, organizations, terrorist organizations, who uh, we are currently reminds battling. Me of, reminds me of uh, early in the movie, The Shawshank Redemption. I understand you're a man who can get things. And two things, you know, can be right even if they're, you know, fly, fly in the face of each other, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Brittany Griner uh, is guilty of breaking yeah. the law and in Russia. By the way, she did plead guilty. Yes. Now, spending 10 years for having, you know, the, that little bit of residue left in her vape pen in prison doesn't seem fair to me. So just because I don't think that's fair doesn't make me bleed and hard. I just, I just think, you know, there's fair and there's, there's not fair. Yeah. She, she did break the law, but spending 10 years in prison for that, like I said, I changed my mind. Because when I first heard this, I thought she had carried drugs. Like she had marijuana. She was going to smoke it while she was in Russia because she can't live without it. And I thought, man, 
you are dumb. You deserve to have 10 years. You know it's against the law. Mm-hmm. Having a little residue in your vape pen, that doesn't seem fair. 208-336-3700. Uh, Tom in uh, Star, good morning. You're on Newstock KBY. Good morning. Yeah, I, I kind of feel the same way. I, I, I don't know that it... Uh, I don't trust what we hear that it's a little bit of residue in a vape pen. You, you know, honestly, I, I, I'm not sure where that came from. But to me, it's it's an IQ test. If you're traveling in a country like that or in the Middle East or somewhere else and you start breaking the laws, that's an IQ test. You're not, not smart enough to figure it out. And while 10 years might be excessive uh, for possession of drugs, you know, in our country, you can't measure by our standard, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody's got their own standard. That doesn't sound fair to us. But um, they have their own standard. And if that's what it is, you just don't do drugs when you're over there. The um, the, the U.S. It's State Department, when you're, right. when you're traveling abroad, the U.S. State Department will give you, for any country in the world, a list of things you absolutely should not take to that country. Uh, the biggest one that I know of is Saudi Arabia. They put out their own list. Yeah. And there, yeah, there are and a ton I, of things. I lived in Saudi Arabia for four years mm-hmm. between the time I was 18 and 22, so that's exactly what was in my mind. You just don't do certain things over there. You do not mess around. Otherwise, you're going to pay a horrific price. And, uh, you know, to trade a, a, a serious criminal and a really bad dude for her and and. I'm not. I don't know what the other person uh, that we're trading for. He's a uh, former U.S. Marine charged with espionage. Okay. Well, I'm glad to, to see him get out, but um, uh, he he. It almost feels like he was the afterthought, and this administration's reacting to the media around Brittany Griner. Yeah, wouldn't be the first time. Yeah, and I think you're. I think you're exactly right. I think it's a. I think it's a PR move. Yeah. I think it's a PR yeah, move. Exactly. Oh, she heard, right. That, that's right. That's exactly how it how it felt. And she was in the news all the time. And it's all oh, poor. This not no, dude. You know what? You you whatever. It, it yeah. doesn't seem right to, to release a guy that is is you know been conspiring to kill Americans and involved in terrorism. Yeah for an NBA player that had some weed with her when she was overseas. Thank you, Tom. Appreciate the call. 208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Um, We'll continue to take your thoughts. Is this a good trade? Should we be getting Brittany Griner out of Russia? Like I said, this is the most important part of this is the Brittany Griner because I think he's right. I think the U.S. Marine is a throw-in because they didn't think that they could get, you know, um, the merchant of death out just for Brittany Griner. I think they, they think that Russia is in a better, uh, negotiating position than the United States is. And, and based on, we're not hearing a whole lot back from Russia. This was proposed apparently uh, a couple of weeks ago. Um, there could be having to be more prisoners thrown into this from the U.S. side to be able to uh, get back those two prisoners. So your thoughts, should we be doing this, or um, is this something she did the crime, she should do the time? 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Broadcasting from the Empire Tidal Studios, we are News Talk KBOI. Mm, Sometime in the next 20 minutes... Somebody is going to get our final pair of OAR concert tickets. 
Let me rephrase that. Somebody's going to get Nate Shellman's final pair of OAR concert tickets. I, I hope, and Nathaniel brought this up, and I hope this isn't the case. Because these tickets were left, he was supposed to give them away yesterday. And I thought, mm-hmm. well, I mean, the concert's tonight. I'm going to take these and I'm going to give them away. And then now I'm feeling guilty because Nathaniel goes, gosh, I hope he, he's not going to use them for himself. You know what OAR stands for? No. Of a revolution. Oh, okay. Well, and that's what we had this morning. This was of a revolution that I decided to take the tickets from Nate Showman mm-hmm. and give them to you. Stick around. 20 minutes. And you provided the revelation of that revolution fairly early. Within the next 20 minutes, we'll give you a chance to win those at 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Still taking your phone calls and uh, emails this morning. You can weigh in on the trade. Brittany Griner, WNBA star trade. Not within the WNBA, by the way, trading to uh, Russia. Her, along with a Marine, charged with espionage in exchange for the merchant of death. Is this a good trade? Should the United States even be uh, offering... This particular trade. It may not come through, by the way. Russia has not responded to this, and this is uh, apparently, well, from again, what we're hearing, been proposed uh, a couple of weeks ago. We, we would like to get our basketball player and our, and our soldier or our Marine back. Uh, do they really want their international terrorist back? That could be a very good answer. Are we going to have to throw, throw more into this trade, plus some cash considerations and a future draft pick? Don't know, but want to get your thoughts. Should the United States be doing this? We've also been taking your uh, phone calls this morning. Uh, Democrats introduced a bill this week to enact term limits for the Supreme Court justices. Um, your thoughts on on doing this? So this would this would be something that Supreme Court justices, if passed, and I don't think this has any way of passing. I don't think there are Democrats necessarily who would vote for this because it doesn't make it so that there is also any always. Uh, a close to even number yeah. of Supreme Court justices. I mean, it's it's uneven right now, nine. But um, you know, there for the first time in a long time, there are a lot more one-sided. You know, it's supposed to be bipartisan, as you said, but there's more conservatives and liberals uh, on the court by a wider margin. There has been for a while. Well, see, both parties though need. I mean, and people of every philosophy need to know that if this passes, it will simply mean that. Uh, like when the Supreme Court is made up of people that you like, mm-hmm. that also will last a shorter amount exactly, of time. Exactly, exactly. And I think that's the short-sightedness that Democrats don't look at here because one of the first things that would happen, if this does pass and would, say, be enacted next year because it would be on the, uh, what was it, the the uh, second and fourth year, Did I, if, I, if I remember off the top of my head, I'm trying to remember uh, when this would happen. But each president would have a chance to mm-hmm. um, confirm two justices. And if this does happen, the reason that they want to do this right now and get this passed, because the first person to go off the Supreme Court, if this does pass, you know who that would be? Uh, whoever's oldest? Clarence Thomas. Oh, really? Is he, is he the oldest? He's the oldest. Oh. So he'd be the first to say bye-bye to, which uh, liberals really do not like Clarence Thomas. So, you know, it's like, hey, this is a good idea. We get rid of Clarence Thomas. Yay! <laughs> They don't really like any of the Thomases, do they? Not really. I don't like Gina Thomas either. Um, Wayne writes in, I don't think the Supreme Court is ideologically divided by party, but by what the job entails. Is it to interpret the Constitution, originalists, or to mold the Constitution so that it needs current political, meets current political needs? Sorry about that. The court should not be term limited. It is the independent body that can modify the extreme actions of the other bodies of government, just as the other bodies of government can react and moderate the court. All right. Thank you, Wayne. 
Um, Todd writes in, uh, I've got... I've got it. Bring her home and punish her by making her stand for the national anthem every day for the next year. <laughs> okay, that's funny. Todd, that's funny. In case you're wondering um, why I think that's funny and why some people think that she's anti-American is because she is one of those players that were doesn't want the national anthem played before WNBA basketball game. She thinks it's dumb to stand for it and wanted to get the national anthem, you know, deleted from WNBA basketball games. So now people think that because of that, she's anti-American. That's what, that's kind of funny. Herschel writes in and says, concerning the definition of recession, attempt to revise, let's make it simple. Definition of recession, your neighbor lost his job. Definition of depression, you lost your job. Definition of a recovery, Joe Biden or those that pull his strings loses his job. (laughs) William, uh, text message in at 208-336-3700 says, Remember that Biden was there with Obama when he traded five Al-Qaeda high-ranking leaders for Bo Bergdahl that were soon back on the battlefield killing Americans. So I I don't see that this will be anything positive for the U.S. in the future. Jan writes in and says, I thought I read that Griner had two cartridges as well. Um, yeah, I, I think that's what I, that's what I read, too. The, the way those vape pens work is uh, you have a battery that's part of the pen, mm-hmm. and then the other part of the pen is the cartridge. And you, you know, when the cartridge is empty, you get rid of it, and you, I guess you uh, plug the battery in. That's how they keep those going, uh, you know, recharge it. Uh, but... Um, the the only part that would have residue would be the actual the used the actual cartridge yeah. yeah the used cartridge or the new cartridge whichever well and and not all cart just because you have a vape pen doesn't necessarily mean that you have a cartridge that has CBD oil in it there are well, yeah, different I mean, flavors of just tobacco you cartridges can, too you can purchase and use a vape pen in Russia they are uh, highly regulated as are most things in in Russia not everything but <laughs> uh, a lot of things are. Uh, they uh, can only have a certain amount of nicotine, and I think it's lower than uh, the ones that are okay in America and other places. But they can't have any THC or uh, CBD. Right. Um, another email in from Terry says, uh, if she does the crime, she needs to do the time. Curtis says, if we were holding the Russian indefinitely, I would have a problem with Considering the Russian will go back to Russia within five years anyway, let's do the trade. Now, why do you think, it, why do you think it's five years? Because I don't know. It, it, he's currently serving a 25-year prison sentence, so I don't... And how long has he been in there? I don't know how long he's been in there, but I don't think he's been in 20 years. I could be wrong. I just assumed that it was not that he's been in there. And if that is the case, then maybe that is the reason why they're they're going to offering him up in a trade because he's going to be out in five years. If he's going to be out in five years anyway, that's not a lot of time, and they're probably going, well, he's not going to be held for very much longer, so let's offer him up, see if see if the Russians bite. I just got a, a, a note in. It says USDA Rural Development Idaho State Director Rudy Soto today announced the department is investing $10.6 million to provide access to high-speed Internet for rural residents and businesses in Idaho, part of the Biden administration's commitment to investing in rural infrastructure and affordable high-speed Internet for all. So uh, $10.6 million is going to uh, 
uh, I guess, put up a bunch of towers or something. So for those of you who don't have high uh, high speed internet in rural areas here in Idaho, within the next 10 to 15 years, you should have it. It's not. Ins- you, you still have to. Yeah, you still have to lay the wire with, or, or the cable. With any, with any luck, by the time you get it, we'll still be using that. <laughs> yeah, we could have a we could have a whole new technology by then. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> uh, by the way, just to give you an update, when the stock market opened up this morning, it opened up on the uh, downside uh, rather quickly, and a lot of this had to do with the GDP coming out once again, saying that we were officially in. A second consecutive quarter of negative growth in the GDP, which um, for a long, long time had meant that, you know, we were in a recession. Uh, Lane writes in, um, question, out of the past 10 times the U.S. economy has experienced two consecutive quarters of negative economic growth, how many times was it a recession? How many times was it officially declared a recession? Ten. Ten? Yeah. So ten, ten of the past... 11 times. This one, um, the Biden administration say, well, it may look like a recession. It may smell like a recession. It's not actually a, a, a recession. The stock market right now is up 190 points. Dow, the Dow specifically is up 190 points, but all three of the indexes are up after uh, dropping sharply after the open. And like we said, the GDP was released this morning, um, and it does show a second consecutive quarter of uh, being in uh, negative territory, which in the past had meant that we were in a recession. So now we'll just wait to see. I mean, this is the second piece of bad news that we've got this week, mm-hmm. and the stock market is up every single day. Try Go try and figure I mean, you you literally can't, can you? Daniel says, uh, hello, Chris. If I get caught bringing back edibles from Nevada, do you think they would do a prisoner swap for me? I'm asking for a friend. I don't know who we've got that Nevada wants right now. I'm, I'm not saying we don't have, you know, yeah. some guys I don't know about. And how would they catch you? Because how many people are coming across the border from Oregon every single day with edibles? M- my guess is... Well, yeah, my guess... It's a lot. My guess is a lot. Everybody who uh, tells the story of it says every time they go to one of those uh, dispensaries in uh, Ontario or anywhere in Oregon, uh, at least not far from the Idaho border, that that every uh, every car in the parking lot has an Idaho license plate, which probably indicates that they are from Idaho, right? And Brittany, she got caught at the airport, right? Yeah, arriving, yes. Yeah, so I mean, this is this is like the stupidity of this, and we have the same people that do stupid things here in Idaho. How many people, how many stories have we had this year alone where people have had guns that they tried to carry on to a plane in their carry-on luggage? At least a few that yeah. I can remember. I mean, it, it, you know it's against the law, and you stupidly forgot to take the gun out of your backpack. I mean, I, I guarantee if you talk to any one of the people that have been caught... They weren't trying to get a gun on on purpose. You remember back when Barry guess. Switzer did it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's stupid. And that's that's the part where, all right, is it fair that she spent 10 years in prison? Uh, what, I, what I love are the people who, uh, regardless of uh, what they find in, in their carry-on, they always say they forgot it was in that right, bag. Right, right. Um, you know, like... I I, brought, I picked up a bag that was half full of stuff. I filled it the rest of the way full and took it on the plane with me. And then I opened it up to see what was in it. No, that's not really how people mm, pack, is it? No. Uh, Craig writes in, uh, day 167 of Brittany not hearing the U.S. National Anthem. Uh, 
Uh, thank you, Craig. That's an assumption, though. Too old, too old. Yeah, I, well, I doubt in Russia they're probably not playing her the national anthem. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. We'll take a break. One more segment on the way, and don't forget, away are our concert tickets coming up for tonight. It's tonight's concert. You'll win this morning. You'll use them tonight. Once again, that's on the way here before we're done here at 10 o'clock. Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Email uh, Mike at KBOI.com, Chris at KBOI.com. Send us a text message, 208-336-3700. Joe writes in, a Russian conspiring to kill Americans is nothing new and is common, but reached a new level at the Trump White House. Former President Trump may be charged with conspiring to kill former Vice President Pence. It's a fact of modern life. Conspiring to kill is another symptom of a hate-filled society. Uh, Joe, your Trump derangement might be coming in uh, there just a little bit. Um, Just want to know, do you think it's fair? Should we be trading a U.S.-held captive um conspiring to kill americans who was found guilty being held in a russian prison for somebody else who was uh charged i don't she's pled guilty right yeah Brittany griner has she's pled guilty to um to the uh charge so should america be trading for something like that We're, we're putting up two a kingpin terrorist yeah we're 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 putting or asking for two people in exchange in this in this prisoner exchange mm-hmm. russia hasn't responded yet this this may not go down denny in nampa says regarding the supreme court discussion does anybody really believe that the term limit proposal would even be brought up if the court was leaning the opposite direction it wouldn't be brought up by the same people but it might be brought up yeah uh, text message in at 208-336-3700. Uh, you keep saying Britney's punishment is unfair. Her tr- punishment wasn't issued by our standards. Her punishment was issued by Russian standards. Do you really believe she was unaware of her punishment possibilities before she pled uh, guilty? That's what she's claiming. She said that the stuff they made her sign was confusing, and she didn't realize that she was signing what she was signing. I don't know because, if that's true because I'm not Brittany Griner. Because she can't read the Cyrillic alphabet? Yeah. So I, I don't know if that's true. I don't know what kind of help that she received, you know, from, from lawyers in Russia if they explained everything to her. I just don't I don't know. Because I'm not there. I'm not Brittany Kreiner and I don't have vape pens and I even if I had a vape pen, I wouldn't be putting C B D oil in it. So all all those are things that I have no idea and can't answer. The Fudge Man says, guys, here's more information about death expectancy in the seventeen nineties. As you said, the very high infant mortality back then significantly affected the 35 to 40 age of death statistics. However, if men like the founders lived to age 60, odds were good they'd live to age 75. The average age at death turned out to be about 65. Today, if you live to age 60, the odds are good you will live to 83, an increase of 18 years over the 1790s. Do we really want a crop of 83-year-old Supreme Court justices Having grandparents to care for, I don't. That's the fudge man. We have had crops of 83-year-old Supreme Court justices. Yeah. And once again, 
it depends on who you're talking about is 83 years old. There are some people that are 83 years old, and I'll, I'll use my mother as an example. She's uh, 81, so she's mm-hmm. almost 83. She teaches. She still teaches school every day. She's a school teacher at 81 years old. Now, uh, you, I've, I've known people that were in their 70s and go, wow, that guy is you know barely getting around. You know, so it depends on. Do you want to make a blanket statement about everybody and call just because they're a certain age and say, this person is old, they're not smart enough to be a Supreme Court justice anymore? I'm just asking the question. I'm not saying that that's necessarily what I believe, but, you know, do you want to just make a blanket statement and say, once you reach the age age of 70, you're just too old to be a Supreme Court justice anymore? I don't know. Kim says, uh, hi, Chris, maybe Griner will now have an appreciation for American freedoms and stop protesting what she doesn't even understand. For example, in Russia, women don't have wives. I I don't know that she doesn't understand these particular things. And uh, my guess is she has a big appreciation for American freedoms right now. But uh, her her protest was like, you know, most people who were protesting the anthem, uh, or they weren't protesting the, the fact that there is an anthem, they were uh, protesting something else during the anthem. Les writes in, Mike, at KBY.com. Um, no, it may not be fair from our perspective, but Griner is in Russia, not the U.S. When you're in another country, you can't assume that country thinks the way you do. You know what happens when you assume. Yes, it makes an ass out of you. And me. A- and you. Mm-hmm. Um, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Um, we are pretty much done here today, but as promised, Nate Shelma didn't give away OAR tickets. I hope these aren't. he wasn't holding them for himself. So we're going to give those away <laughs> right now. Uh, caller number 6, 208-336-3700. These tickets are for tonight, by the way. So if you want to go, uh, don't call if you are not available for the concert tonight. They get, are for tonight's concert. You're going to get forgiveness inst- instead of permission. Right? There you okay. go. Good for you. Um, uh, coming up tomorrow morning, um, former football star, Heisman winner, uh, Ricky Williams will be on the show with us. We'll talk with him. He's going to be in the Treasure Valley. That's coming well, up tomorrow he can, morning. He can answer those pot questions. Don't have to go home, but you can't stay 